But I think we're going to really see a, a rebound and a growth, and, and it's going to just be fantastic to watch of the entrepreneurial spirit that'll come out of this. Uh, and, and those um, um, individuals that maybe have been dislocated as a result of COVID, mm-hmm. or maybe um, as a result of this, they've been spending time from home, and they've had time to evaluate what are core principles that are most important to them uh, as a family, as a, as a potential business. And I think we're going to see some great innovative businesses come out of this um, across all of our sectors. We are looking forward our way from Studio C in the 511 Studios. Hi, this is Brett, and with me as always is Carol. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, Brett. How are you today? I'm doing good, doing good. Well, we are ready for another great podcast. Hello, listeners, and thanks for joining us today. Regardless of the news that you're reading today in the newspaper, our economy and our workforce are always at the forefront. We all want to know if our jobs are secure or if we need a job that one is actually going to be coming our way. So today we have two wonderful guests who are experts on the Central Ohio workforce picture. Let me introduce Kelly Fuller, who is the Director of Workforce Development for the Columbus Chamber, and John Hambrick, who is Work-Based Learning Coordinator at the Educational Service Center of Central Ohio. So John and Kelly, thank you so much. Of course. Great. Good morning. Thank you. Well, let's start off. I want to ask both of you to kind of give us an overview of your background and the work that you and your organizations are accomplishing. And like, let Kelly go first. Sure. Thanks. And good morning, everyone. Great to be here. Uh, as as Carol said, my name is Kelly Fuller, and I'm director of workforce and development at the Columbus Chamber of Commerce. I've been in this role for about two and a half years, and the intention when uh, this position was created two and a half years ago, was that we would find a way to connect our businesses, our business members, to a greater number of talent pipelines. We know there were a lot of underrepresented talent pipelines. So if you think back to our time pre-pandemic, when we were hovering around that you know, really low, historically low unemployment rate, um, we still had a lot of people in our community that weren't either engaged in the workforce or they were under um, underemployed. And in that group, we, we know that we have a lot of people um, who maybe have criminal, uh, they've been touched by the criminal justice system, um, older workers, you know, those 50 and older that were struggling with finding se- secured employment, um, refugees and immigrants, and, and others that, you know, possibly just had not fully engaged. So my role at the chamber is really to identify those different groups of talent pipelines, educate our chamber members about the different talent pipelines, and then create opportunities to connect for impact. So... Um, that's that's my role in a nutshell. Prior to coming to the chamber, I was in career tech education for 15 years. Um, so that, I think, gave me an opportunity to really understand better how business and students work together, high school students and adult students. And I'm right. super excited that we're probably going to talk more about that today as well. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. Great. John, go for it. Well, great. Well, thanks again for having me here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. And uh, for the last 10 years in Central Ohio, I've been in workforce development, uh, either through our Ohio Means Jobs Job Center system or um, our Workforce Development Board of Central Ohio, which is the state's recognized workforce board for this region. There are 20 regions in the state. And uh, having that opportunity to engage with uh, businesses, with economic development, with our higher ed partners, and our credentialing and certification partners. And uh, what's, what's very interesting here is 
where Kelly shifted from career technical education into workforce development. Uh, uh, this year, I switched from uh, workforce development over to education and bringing these business relationships uh, to our education community here in Central Ohio and in the region. Uh, the Educational Service Center, uh, there are 50 in the state. Uh, we are under the umbrella of the Ohio Department of Education. Uh, our service center, we um, have, we're in over eight counties in our region, uh, 35 plus member school districts. And my role is to help bring these relationships uh, to the schools for work-based experiences. And I mean, these experiences are broad. It could be a conversation, uh, it could be a company tour, but now in, with the uh, COVID, many companies aren't doing that. So we're exploring, how do we do this virtually? How do we explore with our partners um, working in a blended model of mm -hmm. both in-person and virtual? And it's just been uh, so fortunate to bring these relationships to our emerging workforce. Right. So, I mean, with a, to have the opportunity to impact that, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to do that. I, I think that's one of the messages we had um, at our agency and that there are so many resources out there that individuals don't realize how much help there is for them, whether it is Ohio Means Jobs or the local nonprofits or the school systems. There is a lot out there, but it's hard to get to get through the noise of all of that too and to try to really see where you belong and who's going to most help you in your job search so hopefully we're going to be giving our listeners today a little bit of new information for them and go from there so all right so my first question is we know we're in the middle of a pandemic um we want to make sure that the listeners are kind of on the same page with us so maybe we need to concentrate on what are the perceptions of the job market today? Um, it was a lot different before March, and that old normal may not be the new pattern after the pandemic. So let's talk about where we are today and how it's changed for the good or bad in 2020, and then we'll get to our future projections in a bit. Sure. You know, we, we, we saw 3.2 uh, unemployment uh, March 13th. And then once uh, the governor said work from home, stay at home, um, we saw our unemployment rate skyrocket. You know, we went from uh, an, uh, an immediate peak to 17.9% unemployment in, right. in April. And, and we've been tearing down. And our latest statistic is uh, statewide, we're at 9% unemployment. Um, but one of the things that we're seeing is such a significant a gap in our unemployment. Our hourly workers, you know, those making less than $35,000 a year, those unemployment numbers still continue to be double digits, if not high double digits, mm -hmm. compared to our um, more white collar, um, um, 60,000 annual salary. Uh, that unemployment rate has begun to decrease. So we're seeing a, a gap mm -hmm. uh, here in um, central Ohio in our state and really in our country mm -hmm. uh, with that uh, diversion of um, the service industry individuals compared to our maybe office worker, information technology, right. um, educated worker. Right. And I would, I would, you know, add to that too. I, and you're, you're exactly right, John. I think we're seeing that across the board. 
And a lot of those jobs, those lower paying jobs, tend to be jobs that couldn't easily, if, if at all, pivot to a working remotely or working from home situation. Right. Right. So we're talking about people that need to be on-site participation, whether it's supply chain and logistics, which is huge in central Ohio, or um, manufacturing, or again, in that service industry, like John said. So it is impacting those individuals significantly more. I think some of the other things that we're seeing in addition to that is if I can't work from home, if I need to be on-site participation, childcare and school continues to be a huge issue. So that's not only impacting the parent and or the caregiver, but we're seeing a lot of grandparents and older family members, you know, stepping into that space as well out of necessity. So it's it's really kind of changed that. Other things that I think are, are really significant, and I don't know that they're going to go away, because they're not necessarily bad, are things like virtual job fairs. So in the past, I don't know how about how many of you have, as an employer, you know, schlepped a whole bag of stuff to, you know, an empty, you know, a big empty ballroom and then put up a table and a, a nice tablecloth and waited to have job seekers come by. And oftentimes, you know, that's three or four hours. And, you oh, know, at the end, you're just trying to get day. rid of all your pens, right? <laughs> right. Um, so now with the virtual um, job fair, you know, uh, companies are able to set up tables virtually. They are able to then see who logged in, get more contact information. I don't see that going away anytime soon. It's efficient and it's economical. Right. A couple of things that, um, let me just add sort of my perceptions, and it may be apples to oranges. Along with the fact that those service workers have to be at work, that was the population of, of those, those jobs were what we were really scrambling to find people before the pandemic. So talk right. about a 180 degree turn on those industries. The other thing, and, and again, this may be apples to oranges, when we were dealing with the recession in 09, it was the first time that middle management, higher skill levels, uh, higher educational levels were affected in Columbus in a recession. And the employers kept those numbers down, which when you really think about it, maybe that was to the advantage of those individuals. The unemployment issue was not as great for that population and those types of jobs because there were fewer people than we had had before. And now the working from home is certainly going to be a pattern that we're probably going to maintain. I think real estate is going to have a huge, huge mm -hmm. change. And I think we're also seeing um, a continued increase in our gig economy of all ages participating in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether that's the Instacart grocery shopper for us, um, right. our food delivery, um, our medical supply delivery, uh, where now it's it's very um, commonplace to understand the goods that you've ordered are going to be dropped off at your door, and you're not going to engage with them. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to sign for anything. It's just you, you're going to agree mm -hmm. that the goods are there. They're going to drop. Uh, they're going to step away, and then you can you can get that. But I think we're seeing um, as a good opportunity uh, for those that are unsure about unemployment or sure about how to proceed, you know, our gig economy, I think, here in central Ohio uh, is, is doing pretty well. Right. So more than ever, job seekers need to target industries and types of jobs as opposed to the scatter approach of applying for everything and know what is growing. Right. And that's, that is going to really be necessary in, in, as things start growing again. 
Yeah. Right. And so. from a job seeker perspective, again, you know, going back to that virtual experience, that can be a little off putting, a little mm-hmm. daunting. I mean, I'll be honest, my first time going through it just to participate, I was like, whoa. Um, but again, locally, we have great resources to help with that, whether it's the Ohio Means Jobs Office mm-hmm. or others. And I'm sure we'll, you know, um, have documentation and links for individuals to check right. that out. Right. But there are people to hand walk you through that process. Um, and that's the good news behind it. The um, AARP did a huge program yesterday, and their website uh, has a ton of resources that are very easy to get through it. So, wonderful. Well, probably the biggest driver of anxiety is that we want to know when this current situation is going to change or stop. (laughs) Um, Do you have a good guess on what we should expect for the rest of this year, knowing that we're now in the midst of fourth quarter, basically, and by the time this episode publishes, we'll be in the, in the, in the fourth quarter of 2020, but really looking into 2021. Um, you know, Kelly, start off. Sure. Um, yeah, I wish I had that answer, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I think, you know, what I'm hearing over and over again is this is a long haul, right? I mean, this is, if you're a runner, this is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. And if you are a, a marathoner or a runner, you know that you have to kind of really rely on grit and resilience and strength. And I think that's really where we are. And paying attention to um, credible sources of information is probably more important now than ever. Um, taking everything else out of it and really looking to get to sources of really credible information. I think we're going to continue in this working remotely for a while, especially as we're thinking, as you're, as you're, you're saying, Brett, you know, we're getting ready to get into the last quarter of the year which brings flu season and other issues. And let's let's be honest, even if we didn't have all this, we tend to have some kind of crappy weather in that time of year here in central Ohio. So I think we're going to continue to look at remote opportunities when available, when appropriate. And I think that'll probably continue through most of, you know, the first half of 2021 at least. I agree with you, Kelly. And um, I, one of the things that I've seen our community respond well to is what our health professionals are are sharing with us mm-hmm. uh, when uh, when we were at a level two and then creeped into in Franklin County when we creeped into a level three, you know the, there were um, uh, improved awareness on how we have to interact, but that also affected the workforce, and I think we're going to continue to see that um, as we get into our winter months. Um, uh, of not knowing, uh, spinning the roulette. Do I have a cold? Do I have the flu? Or do I have COVID? Oh my gosh! Right. Right. Um, and and that's going to continue to affect. I think our service industry. It's it's going to absolutely affect our restaurant tours. Mm. It's yes. absolutely going to yes. affect. Um, you know, it's, um, uh, those that are providing that in person uh, uh, resource that we have grown to love. I mean, Columbus is such a great foodie town, and this has really been uh, so demolishing. Uh, for so many restaurant tours that have been bringing great uh, cuisine to us, um, mm-hmm. but also our small businesses that are really struggling when when they now have workers that have to stay home um, because they have a child that is in a, a virtual remote learning um, right. uh, phase right now. And if we go back into a level three, I think we may continue to see um, our school districts stay virtual. Um, but that's that's ebbing and flowing, right, uh, depending on our levels. But I tell you, good news, though, you know, we, we continue to see growth in our information technology space. We continue to attract great businesses to Central Ohio that are hiring hundreds of people and collectively thousands of people. And and those that may not necessarily have the skill sets for some of those jobs today, well, we're going to share resources where people can get that training. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can get the upskilling and the reskilling because so many of our experienced workers have the 
just a, it's in their bones um, to, to want to work, uh, to want to be a contributor to the community. And so we can, I hope, align resources to help them continue on their path to contribute to their professional and their personal goals. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we've talked um, in our last question that, you know, some things aren't going to be good. We've heard a couple of things that look like they could continue to grow. And we, again, can't see a crystal ball and really project what's going to like literally die off. But are there places where you're warning people that this is not good and it may not get better? Yeah, I, I think a lot of the the, the um, industries that John mentioned. And one thing I, I, I do want to call out is... Um, the, the cybersecurity and, and the IT space, now that we are living so much of our lives in either totally virtual or blended spaces, you know, the opportunity for those, you know, um, career pathways to really be expanded and for individuals to look at that. I do think the service sector, I do think um, a lot of small businesses that, you know, rely on, you know, foot traffic and the experiential piece of, you know, coming in, I think, you know, those are hard to replicate in any kind of virtual space, if at all. So that becomes a real challenge for those businesses, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned restaurant and food. I think that I think of some small boutique re- retailers as well, where again the shopping experience is the experience of being in that space. Um, so those, I, I think, you know, those continue to be endangered, and that's the, you know that's that that's a total you know disruption to our entire ecosystem. I mean, we can look at you know one particular sector or one particular you know geographic region and go if that starts to hurt, then the rest of the organism begins to hurt as well. I, I have been amazed at the creativity of how employers have pivoted. Mm-hmm. And there is a national organization that supports small bookstores that are, you know, it's not the huge Barnes and Noble chain kind of thing. And I thought, oh, what a great idea. And um, my goddaughter has two little girls in Delaware County. I said, I'm going to buy them some books through this. And then the Delaware County bookstore gets the credit. I thought, this is terrific. So I ordered the books. Now, my goddaughter lives a mile from that bookstore in Delaware, downtown Delaware. Mm-hmm. The books were shipped to Grove City, <laughs> and, and it took them two weeks wow. to get to her. So it was a great pivot for mm-hmm. them, but it was like, it would be easier to have <laughs> driven across 36, 37 to the bookstore and pick it. up the books. Yeah. But it is, I mean, really, truly, the, the creativity in terms of trying to support small businesses mm-hmm. has been out there. Yeah, so. and we're very grateful for that. I think certainly as a Chamber of Commerce, commerce we're, we're certainly grateful for that because we, you know, the vast majority of our members are small to mid-sized businesses. Oh. So continuing to support, you know, of the close to 2,100 members we have, you know, three quarters are small to mid-sized really? businesses. Okay. So um, our support, the community continued support, whether it's being able to order something online and having it shipped or, you know, supporting a local small business is really in all of our best interests. Right, right. And I, I think we're going to see um, some additional sectors affected by, the, by COVID. Um, and, and that's going to be our tax-based organizations, you know, uh, our nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, our small local and regional governments are going to be affected by this, you know, because we're seeing a smaller uh, tax base because of unemployment. And then we're also going to see education affected by this. Yeah. Uh, we've already seen Governor DeWine uh, reduce the education budget by 3% across the board, um, roughly 3%. But I, I don't think that's going to be the last. Yeah. Um, and so it's there, there's going to be, for 
many industries a continued evolution of how to reinvent um, to uh, provide the services that we've uh, come to enjoy, we've come to be able to use as great resources, uh, and you know, and and we don't want to lose those. Right. So there's going to be there's going to be some shifts, I think, in, in those industries as well. Well, I think the one thing in the nonprofit world is that they are coming up with really great ways of being supportive of each other, working together, and uh, great organizations like the Columbus Foundation have just been going gangbusters with trying to support. During the recession, the one employer group that we could count on to have jobs to post was nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So so people do realize the importance that the nonprofits, but when it's when it's the local government, folks don't want to pay more taxes. So, yeah. I, um, I, I believe that um, here in our region, uh, our nonprofit sector is our third largest employer. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, section. there are 9,000 um, nonprofits and in central Ohio. We are so rich for that as a community. Yeah, we are. Um, and so then it's, it's again, it's trying to reinvent how can our nonprofits continue uh, the sustainability uh, to deliver and um, how, how, how are they adapting to both that we love the touch, feel, aspect of our nonprofit oh, yes, partners, yes. Um, but to then to be able to deliver that virtually in, in many aspects, um, and then the adaptability of technology uh, for those services um, that we've come to rely upon. Well, and you think with nonprofits, too, a, a huge amount of their base of employees are volunteers who are volunteering are older adults who are at most risk to be in the public. So, yeah, so it can kind of go in circles there. That's right. So. Well, on the flip side, do you both see particular jobs or industries that have been created in the pandemic that will continue to grow and build over the next year or two or even more? Well, certainly I think we're going to continue to see the, the, the cadence of work from home um, across the board in, in, in almost all of our sectors. Um, but I think we're going to really see um, a rebound and a growth, and, and it's going to just be fantastic to watch of the entrepreneurial spirit that will come out of this. Uh, and and those um, uh, individuals that maybe have been dislocated as a result of COVID, mm-hmm. or maybe um, as a result of this, they've been spending time from home, and they've had time to evaluate what are core principles that are most important to them uh, as a family, as a as a potential business. And I think we're going to see some great innovative businesses come out of this um, across all of our sectors, whether that's a, a um, uh, food delivery, uh, a creation of goods. I mean, holy cow, we've seen the, the, the explosion of such a wonderful variety of masks and PPE right. uh, being created. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I'm really um, uh, so positive and optimistic about how we're going to see this entrepreneurial spirit uh, develop over the next six months. 12 months, 18 months. It's going to be great to see all, all the new products and services available to us. Yeah, and we haven't even touched upon how education is going to be changed by this, probably in the long run too, mm-hmm. that you know some students are finding this stay-at-home uh, education process is a much better situation for them than going to school mm-hmm. because of the social aspects, whatever. Right. Um, we're still behind on that. I think there's going to be some entrepreneurial 
pieces to that as well, too, that's going to stick, mm-hmm. whether it's primary school, high school, or college for sure, yeah, university right. level. I think there's, well, there's we, we, we don't even have a vision of what's going right. to look like in the next few years because it's going to change. Yeah, I well, agree. I, and I think when you had mentioned childcare earlier, that whole industry is going to change. But one of the big things that parents have gone out and created their little bubble, mm-hmm. hired somebody, entrepreneur, maybe a retired school teacher to help their kids because you know, if I had little ones, I wouldn't be able to help them with what they need to do and the technology they needed to do. As you said, many of our listeners could be grandparents taking care of grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, they already have some issues to deal with, let alone um, technology on top of it. Right. So. right. Well, Carol, I think this is a good time for a break in the episode. We have a lot more information coming up from those two in a few weeks, but we wanted to make it sure it was a little bit easier for our listeners to listen to in chunks. It's wonderful information, Brett. And I know that our listeners will be back for part two on workforce issues in central Ohio. So listeners, we're looking forward to seeing you again.